Blog Talk Radio. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. I know the ledge. Yeah, 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 yeah. I know the ledge. Yeah, 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 yeah. I know the ledge. I pray to me before I go to bed. Follow what the omen said. Manifest everything I wrote in red. Before I'm not over till your opposers dead. Cry blood, turn the ocean red. Yeah. I never knew I was a king. Bleed, blood red cause I read. Listen close when the deaf man sings. Sounds like the planet with the ring. The blacker the berry, the more they gon' steal the juice. Around my neck, I still feel the noose. You see a gang, I see a brilliant troop. With no men to show them where to shoot. When the women do, they call it Cheryl Swoops. Same color as the soil that conceals the roots. Water, grow, bloom, reveal the fruit. The Messiah will appear in youth. The liar's nervous when he hears the truth. Here's the proof. I build my pyramid top down. What's the future if it's not now? I just heard a nigga shot a cop down. Coming for how the cop shot my pops down. What's a king if he's not brown? Anything I put on my head is considered my crown. My nature's like a nature's. I mow the grass so it ain't yours. Death relates more to escape doors. Nothing's more great than a great more. I know the ledge. I know the ledge. I know the ledge. I pray to me before I go to bed. Follow what the omen said. Manifest everything I wrote in red. The war not over till your opposers dead. Cry blood, turn the ocean red. The beast is in beast mode. The streets is on street code. The priest is in street clothes. My war is open air, you niggas hope and fear Into pale blue skies, into pale blue eyes On them pale white horses and them pale white Porsches We riding in the Nali Uber, through the Cali Like San Fernando Valley shooters Rumor has it that the militants have an ill intent To enlighten the darkness, the filaments They've been doing the killing since the Philippines The game in life is chess and they killing queens You can hear the screams of Billy Jean the same amount of depth to Papa Doc and Haiti saw Way before Rex 84 Hashtag Summer 84 Life's a bitch You been hexed by Lady Saw Kill the bitch The modern day saga of the Gilgamesh The modern day naggers Yeah, we steal the shit Glitching in the Matrix Zion is under attack Lions is under attack Mumra versus Thundercats Lightning striking Thunder a clap Sentinels on the prowl Agent Smith on that agent shit. I know the ledge. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know the ledge. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Follow what was said by them older heads No need to second guess, cause a cold was left Focus on what's right so there's no going left No wind to strike like a cobra head How you gonna fight it if we throwin' lead? Now caring what you like, you better go ahead Shit, them older heads overemphasize You gotta know the ledge, only then you'll rise Through rank and file It might take a while like growing dreads 
shit it takes at least 15 years to raise a child And they say a man should be 40 until considered wise Being masters mean more than being able to memorize A few lines or a chapter, that's an actor So what you know the earth's circumference What are you doing in your earthly functions To bring heaven to your bedroom Cause that's the rapture I only seen you beating niggas in the head so hard We all in need of excedrins And that's from laughter Possession of secrets Doesn't make you omnipresent or omnipotent or omnipotent But when you neglect to teach it It makes you amongst the tempestants So then, the poor righteous Means the wages of labor are all priceless Therefore render free of charge Cause it's part of the resume of being gone I know the land Follow what was said by them older heads How you gonna fight it if we throwin' lead? There's no need to light it if you know it's red I know the ledge I know the ledge I pray to me before I go to bed Follow what the omen said Manifest everything I wrote in red The war not over till your opposers dead Cry blood, turn the ocean red Yeah Peace to the family, peace to the family, peace to you and yours. You are now rocking with the best. This is your host, Brother Blue Pill. I report live and direct, waiting on my co-host. Should be checking in any second now. All right, family, make yourselves comfortable. Welcome back for another episode of Know the Ledge Radio. Okay? And definitely thank you uh, for everyone who joined us on last Tuesday's show, this will be part one of the Mount Shasta recap. We're going to continue where we left off. We definitely didn't have enough time to get everything in, so we want to keep the vibration moving forward and give everyone an opportunity to have their voices heard. Okay? So just get situated. I just got to do some last-minute uh, promotional, press some buttons, get this out. All right, you could uh, do the same. You could share the uh, flyer on your Instagram, the link on your Facebook, tweet it out. You go on top of the mountain, you can yell it out. You know what I'm saying? Send smoke signals, whatever you need to do. Let the family know that you are in the building rocking with the best. In the meantime, in between time, I guess we'll make some real quick announcements as we wait on our co-hosts. Um... December 17th in Brooklyn, New York. Brother KT, the arch degree, will be doing a triple header. Okay? It's going to be Friday night. I guess for this matter, it'll be Saturday night at the movies. All right, the way that we used to catch the, uh, the Kung Fu classics. So he'll be doing the um, Luke Cage, Doc Strange, and The Arrivals. All right, so that's going to be at the New Brooklyn Nicholas location. I don't have the exact uh, specs for that right this minute, the exact address. 
but it's going to be at the Restoration Plaza off Fulton Avenue in Best uh, Brooklyn. That's where the new Nicholas will be located. So we look forward to seeing you there. And, of course, the next day on December 18th is a great debate in Harlem in the uh, Our Humble Ballroom. All right. So let me open up the line for my co-host. Call it from the 347-650. Peace to you and yours. Peace, peace, peace to the family. Peace to you and yours, Brother Red Pill in the building. Representing here for Nolan Ledge Radio. You are now rocking with the best. Is my audio clear? I know it's a little bit of noise in the background, but can you play? Can you hear me? I can hear you. Yes. All right. I can hear you. Anything else in the background? Yeah, that's just the entry your playing system. Shout out to the IP line. You know, they provided ad libs right uh, now. But, um, <clears throat> how's everybody like doing? It. What'd you say? Right? I said, this is how they like it. This is the news on the go. Yo, damn sure is. Technology is getting so advanced. Exactly. And the way the technology is advancing, y'all going to be right there in a minute to see all of the craziness that I get to see through my two eyes. You know what I mean? And it's called immersive journalism. So look forward to that. But anyway, I just want to say um, peace to the family. Uh, shout out to everybody that was on our last episode. I want to give a salute and a shout out to uh, the people who uh, got in contact with me after our last broadcast to offer words of encouragement and enlightenment, things of that nature. And, um, you know, it's just, it's just, just, you know, it was honorable. Salute, you know. But, um, yeah, that's about it. Yeah, they reached out to me as well. Uh, you know, the, the family that went on the retreat, you know, they definitely was like, brother needs to experience what we experienced. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, um, yeah, I, I think that, uh, you know, that might be a byproduct of an immersive environment that you're in. Yeah, I mean, one thing that I do know, and this is a tradition that me, you, and other people of our cloth would um, adhere to, and that was hibernation. Being in line with nature, you know, when you come into the reality or when you come into the knowledge of who you are as a netter, NTR, in tune with nature, and... You know, as a Scorpio, someone who was born in the winter season, we would have to identify if we are part of the animal kingdom, what is the purpose of animals hibernating? Why do they hibernate? Uh, If you were to identify yourself as the top of that food chain in the animal kingdom, do you have a hibernation season? Do you have a time to take off? Me personally, because of my uh, DNA makeup, because we, originate from the islands and also the continent as well. 
Um, I have an aversion to what is known as the winter season. So during the winter season, which is <clears throat> synonymous with death, not in the sense of blood, family. I ain't talking about shootouts. I'm just meaning, you know, regeneration. You know, the same thing that the trees go through when those leaves drop. But then we all we don't cry tears, cry tears of joy because we know that the next season flowers will blossom from the same place that some of these leaves are falling. So it's not like a a, a definite death. You know what I mean? Like if our people had an understanding of the human soul and a human body the same way we do of the trees and the plants, we, would, we wouldn't take uh, physical death so hard. We would know that it's a phase, you know. So I, I just think that it's, you know, it, it's my, my, my body or my spirit calling out for that hibernation. You feel me? Doing things a little different. Going into a tropical environment during this winter season because I'm here to tell you, man, I am no good to nobody in the wintertime, especially in February. Facts. Not in this New York weather. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? That's like riding a dirt bike. You know, that's like somebody who be, that's like a rough rider in a snowstorm. He has no purpose, family. He can't do the night bike tricks that they, from the DMX video. You know what I mean? Put that nigga in the garage until June or something. He serves no purpose. So, I'm not the I'm not the uh the best winter person. But um uh, I do look forward to a retreat. That makes you know. Hmm? I said you're not made for that? Yeah. Yeah, so I look forward to your retreat, whatever's coming up next. I will definitely make sure that I'm in the building, you know. Try to bring my babies with me. I would love for them to experience that as well. But yeah. No doubt. Well, let me say this, um, you know, uh, and family, you know, that's why I want to get this out early in the program because we got a lot of inquiries from last program and I didn't get a chance to put this information out. For those people that are inquiring about the next retreat, we do have dates, but we haven't put, you know, the advertisement up. But you can email us, all right, so we can have your name in the data bank at info at Shasta Medicine. That's S-H-A-S. I need an assistant. Hello, I'm good. <laughs> oh, sorry. Blue. Hello? Did your line drop? Let me see. Hello? Hello? Can you hear me? Hello? Yeah, family. My um my line dropped. All right. And apparently my brother's did as well. 
So I'm back and he's back. Let me open up his yeah. line. That was awkward. Yeah, man. Yeah. I didn't know what the hell happened. I to hand yeah. all this a long white bar. That yeah, what's going on in the right. background? When you stay giving it up for our blog talk, they'll drop your line. That shit is like they got coke. Uh, trust me. <laughs> I believe that's what was, what was the name Can of I that um, system? The the carnivore that, that listens to all the calls. Uh, I don't even know. Yeah, they they heard two but, words come together: a mirror and a long white bar. That shit they clicked. Can I do this real quick? You know, because somebody else was listening to the uh, to the program, you know what I'm saying? And they got infuriated. Like, I got people, that, that they do their best to try to pull me from the situation. They want me to, um, you know, they, they want me to bring this information to a different audience. They say that spinning my wheels and wasting my time, you know, preaching to the choir. They say I'm way too intelligent for this. And, uh, what they don't what? You know, what are talking about? Huh? Or too intelligent for what? Yes. Can I read a post that was shared with me? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do that. Okay. And I'm not going to mention the, 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 the name of the author uh, probably would afterwards. This is the content of the post. It says, you know what's unfair? Let me tell you. It's unfair that black people keep going back to sleep. And other people have to give up their lives to lift up sleepy, tired neighbors. Marcus Garvey came and woke these niggas up, and when he left, they went back to sleep. Noble Drew Ali came and woke these niggas up, and when they left, they went back to sleep. Angela Davis set an example of what happened. The people went back to sleep. Asada Shakur can't even come back to America, and for what? She's on the FBI's most wanted list for representing sleepy-ass niggas, and that's not fair because there is no honor. Can Farrakhan go live his life already? The man is over 80 years old, and he still got to come minister to you niggas, and that's whack. Does there really need to be another Hidden Colors movie? I mean, really? Why should a black woman find a babysitter just so she can be on the front line away from her children to wake you niggas up again? And if she goes to jail... What about her babies? You definitely won't hold her seeds down. Because you won't even hold your own seeds down. And what did Corinne Gaines die for again? She had a belief in sleepy niggas. And that's unfair. No more people need to die for the sleepy blacks of America. Seriously, no more. Blood has been shed and dues have been paid. So if your ass is asleep, that's okay. You deserve to be asleep. Too many dynamic people have died way too early and gone out of their way for you sleepy and efforts. They give up their goals to keep waking tired-ass niggas up, but them days are over. Dr. Ben got books. Elijah Muhammad got books. Sister Soldier got books. Malcolm X got lectures. I mean, damn, Google is your goddamn friend. When is the living going to work for the living? When? It's still political prisoners locked up. The people don't even talk about them. Fact. They went to jail for nothing. Mm. Ali Muhammad did all that work for nothing. I mean, damn. Lauren Hill should have just made pop music. Because fucking with you sleepy niggas brings no return on the investment. 
Malcolm should have stayed dating white women because at least ah. if he graduated from Harvard, they would honor the man. His work would be heavily studied and improved upon and more valued if he was an inclusive humanitarian instead of investing so much time in sleepy, tired niggers. It's sad, and it ain't fair, and it ain't cool. And if you're putting your life on the line at this point for black America, you're retarded. It would be smarter to save the whales, the trees, and endangered rhinos than to try to save people that don't honor their masterpieces. Sleepy niggas need to stay asleep, and the living need to live more. Blow that shit up. Hey, nah, maybe that's the topic program at another time. I mean, but, uh, I'm going to add on <laughs> before I leave that that was the foundation of my rant last week. If you go back and listen to it, that was the context of the rant. Realizing in the ninth inning, at the bottom of the ninth, that these niggas went and bought air mattresses and them shits that you wear in your neck on a plane because they get ready to go back to sleep for this next four years. Okay? they rather fly to Mars. If Mars is like, if Elon Musk is like, I put you to sleep for four years, you could just go to Mars. You could just sleep and listen to Netflix. They would do it. Oh, no, they signed up. <laughs> They would do it. Not enough for that in mass. They just want to sleep. It's going to look like. I know how I feel. It's going to look like waking up. (laughs) 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 (sighs) That Oculus Rift and that Xbox Virtual, they're going to just go to sleep. Opiate land. They add on with the cotton that they pop in, and yeah, they'll just step up their prescription. They have the Oxy Drip. Hold on. They're going to have the oxy drip with the 45-degree angle in seat. So they can switch from NFL to virtual reality, right? They're going to hit it with Grand Theft Auto Virtual. It's a wrap. Crap. So, yes, that was a well-articulated uh, stream of consciousness that deserves to be on the front page of your Facebook page and shared by many others. And that comment, that needs to be, like, that's my acceptance speech. Send that to me. If I ever receive an award, I'm going to read that. They need to hear that. You know? Yeah. I don't think anybody, if you're not in this thing, feet first, you don't understand what that letter was about. You might not get it. But um, burn about a 1,000 hours in community service for your people and lose a few loved ones and, you know, all, all of the other travesties that come with this work. And you'll understand what that man is right now. See you 100, and you might have an idea of the frustration when you start seeing not just the people, but some of the teachers, the frontliners, you know, take a nap right on the front line. Like I said, I went in the train station the other day, and a homeless person had a, he had a, a sleeping blanket, Next to the token booth, not behind the booth. They wasn't even respectful to homeless people. They was sleeping right there by the token booth. 
and this was during rush hour. Wow, you mean like where people go in the toll booth at? Where they go in the toll booth, he parked a sleep. He parked up a, a, a sleeping bag next to behind the booth where you're supposed to be. You know, that's where most homeless people could be found. Uh-uh. This nigga said, I'm going to do some new shit. I'm going to sleep and <laughs> during the day, broad day, in the middle of all European business, me, with my melanated self, is going to pull up a sleeping bag and go to sleep right there on the floor. Uh, during, during rush hour, and I'm going to pick my head up when it gets noisy and look at everybody like, why are y'all noisy in the train station? That's what that's where we at right now with it. Yeah, DNA well, response to environment. Like <laughs> yeah. DNA response to environment. Yeah. You know I think that that's tantamount to a nice conversation about the necessity to unplug from you know these concrete cemeteries that we call cities. You know what I'm saying? And even people that are not in the cities, they in the south in rural areas. And they still they backsliding into the um the eighteen sixties, you know the eighteen forties. So there just needs to be a, a a complete uprooting and upheaval, you know what I'm saying, and chucking of all things European, or you know you're gonna end up with a, a bleach blonde wig like your boy Kanye, because that's it's just representative and indicative of the spell that our people are under, right? Through their psyche, right? So the boy showed up with blue, with blue eyes first at the Met Gala. Now he got bleach blonde hair, looking like Wesley Snipes and Demolition Man. He got rendition, like we told you. But yeah. keep in mind that is a telltale. All of them come back with bleach hair. Um, Chris Brown came back with it. Little Wayne came back with it, and a few other people. So like Blue said, they 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 they're going and digging it. They're going into your brain. Remember Inception. They're going into your superconscious. They, they, they're pulling shit up from the yeah, third level. Three. What's buried on the third level, that's what's coming out now. And that's all programming. That's mm. all stuff that men bury and women bury through trauma and other kind of experiences. So a lot of the casting couch magic, a lot of the stuff that took place prior when he first got in or through his run through this industry, all of that was buried. All of that pain gets buried by Percocet, Vannies, Oxycontin, liquor, coke, weed. They bury the pain. They bury the pain body and the trauma. But once they play with your brain, psychiatry. Remember when we went and they showed us that video, Blue, about the eugenic program, yeah. Nico Tools, and one of the most dangerous organizations is the people that play with your brain. Because once they got your, you'd rather get shot. You could, you could do a pull of 50 cents. I got shot nine times. I'm alive. You know, you could bounce back from that. Once they play with your you brain, back. There's still aspects of yourself. Right. Once they play with your brain, man, you know, you got Europeans. Happened to Huey like, You got yeah. Europeans with natural pathological. Yeah, so you got your, the Euro, the Pilgrims with natural sociopathic pathological issues. Now they're going to cast judgment on this man because black men, because of eugenics, because of what was taking place in the 20s, 30s, and all of these other things, 
black men who show any display of mental uh, mental health issues, you're old yellow. They're gonna what the fuck? What do you think old yellow is about? They're gonna put you down. You're, you're the horse that they put down. And so, so they're saying, yeah, so they're about to put him down. They're about to get divorced. Andy, Andy Malaka, what's the little white boy? To <laughs> be all running around the Hollywood Hills, uh, setting niggas up. You can get rendition by soldier fraud right now. Like, he's so vulnerable, the soldier boy can take him down. That's what they got you man. Pray for Yay. Easy. You know what I mean? P R E Y. With good fans like those, though, I don't need enemies. If anybody, if anything ever happens to any one of us in the community, never leave us unattended for two weeks where nobody asks us any questions. You go to the hospital and come and get us. Okay. They left him for dead. Mm. And look at what happened to him. You know? Look at that. Sad. Never to be the same again. They'll never be the same. You don't come out of a uh, mental uh, mental health crisis with blonde hair. That that's that I mean, how what else do you need to see, family? He don't even look the same. The spirit is gone. Mm. Shout out to um, J. Cole for the new album. And they say that if you know better, you would do better. So, you know, programs like this are essential. These are last-ditch efforts to offer an alternative. You know what I'm saying? Like I said, it's imperative that we unplug. There's no need standing in the way of a moving train thinking that you're going to stop that train. That train is coming. Get out of the way of the train. Okay? Because if one side ain't spirit cooking, <laughs> then the other side is, is you know, they performing the, them Jesuit rites. Either way, you're going to get bent over and broken. So this is not for you. Trust me, you do not want to sign up for it. You know, if your thing is business, you could do it from a distance. All business is being operated from computers. You don't have to be in this country to do business. Don't fall for that. Trump is good for business BS. Corrupt, Trump is a corrupt capitalist. Are they going to rape resources? You know what I'm saying? And the people are the resources as well, especially those on the lower strata. So you don't you don't want what they got coming. All right? So we're going to discuss this alternative. You know what I'm saying? And uh, I have, um, you know, I have some good news and bad news. Come on. The good news is, is I've been studying. The bad news is that as a result of a video that I did with my good brother Rich yesterday, dealing with uh, normalization, the quest to do more research on normalization took me into a place that I was really, it took me through a door that I've been trying to get through for a very long time. And when I went through that door, I discovered something that really spoke to me and it made so much sense. You call Trump a corrupt capitalist. I would go further to say not only is he a corrupt capitalist, but he is what you see as the rise of Marxism. And he is, he is, uh, 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 he is, because keep in mind, Professor Small broke this down on Sinetta's channel. The majority 
of Europeans in America or what? What is their descent? German. The Russians, the ones who were the ones behind the whole Marxist revolution, the Lenin communist right, what are their European descent? Call them Russians and Bolsheviks and stuff, but these are Germanic tribes. Okay, these are Germans. Yeah. The majority of the Nazis and things like that the, the majority of the Nazis or the majority of the communists that were in Russia were German Jews and Germans as well. They now are in America. This whole movement, Tammy Loren, Donald Trump, all of these are Germans, Germans. I think even Alex joined. Point point. Mm-hmm. I'm about to, yeah. So you have a four a four step program that has taken place. Normalization, demoralization, and that's going to lead into other things. Um, let me get the other two. But it's basically a 20 to 30 year program that has been implemented on multiple occasions. Uh, communist China, Viet, communist Vietnam, communist Russia, USSR, and it deals with culling. It deals with being able to take out your descendants. It's dealing with propaganda. It's dealing with normalization of insanity. And once the people are affected, case in point, if you're eight years old and you see granny porn, you can never turn around and change that. There's nothing. If you're nine years old and you go online and you see a man getting beheaded, you can't unchange. You can't un. You can't erase that from your memory. Exactly. There's a there's a level of innocence that is removed and taken from you. So keep that case in point in mind, and then let's talk about how social media and the Internet or the web, along with mainstream media, they're showing bodies on CSI. I saw a, 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 a body with no head just walking one day and passing on CSI. I saw a, a chest opened up that got blown. I promise you, I saw a chest that got blown open and all of the intricate details was zoomed in on by CSI. I can't unsee that. So remember you had ISIS campaigns of beheadings and snuffs and murders online, but they don't have that anymore. Because that you know what happened to ISIS? Yeah. Whatever hmm. happened to ISIS? Does everybody take turns in this world? Like is this shit like I don't get it. It it's primetime media slots. You gotta vibe for that. They like your slot ain't up yet. You know what I'm saying? We're doing this cycle. We'll get back to you, though. So ISIS preceded the black murder or the black lynching. I thought they was turning up in Mosul. Hold on. I thought they was turning up in um in Fallujah again. I thought they was turning up in all Ale- of these parts. Ale- like Ale- they Alepopo. Yeah, Ale- Aleppo. Like, they was turning up on the border <laughs> of Syria and all of that. Like, what happened to all that? that was, those was major campaigns. And then the election campaign and it swept it away, and WikiLeaks came, you know what I'm saying? And they're telling you that is is uh, fake news, but it came from Podesta's email, so no one ever said that WikiLeaks was giving out fake... Oh, man, bro. Yeah, they're cooking them so hard. They're taking, they taking websites. They're taking YouTube channels, websites. If you say Pizzagate in your title, what are they hiding? What are they covering up? What don't they want to be revealed? How is it that there was never one mention of the dark web or the deep web in mainstream media 
or even through Alex Jones and all of them, <clears throat> why don't they just go a step further when they talk about Pizzagate and be like, oh, yeah, the dark web, there's rooms where they have the children right now, and they're torturing them live. You have to have a special code to get in, and you could use bitcoins to get them tortured more. There's, oh, wait, there's websites with black women who've been kidnapped from backspace. They're being cut up right now on the dark web. You can actually see it if you're part of alt-right. They have the, you know, or the KKK or any of these groups or any of these spirit-cooking groups that these pedophile rings and networks that operate off the grid. What is off the grid? The new off the grid is the dark web. Not that shit you niggas is, not, not, no, no disrespect. Shout out to every, all of my doomsday preppers and everybody living off the grid. But I'm not referring to that level of off the grid. I'm talking cyber talk. Off the grid meaning you are off the quote-unquote surface of the Internet, which represents 10% of the operational World Wide Web. The other 90 is called the dark web or the deep web. Some of the most demonic stuff is taking place on the deep web. They're cooking people, killing them, hanging them, executing them, chopping them up. Uh, hitmen are showing their hits on there. You can see drone attacks. You can log in and, and watch all of the drone attacks taking place. You can log in and watch the ISIS beheading, all of this stuff. So when you normalize a culture over 10, 10, 20 to 30 years, this culture is now infected. It's like parasites, it's like the body being filled with parasites to the point where there's no cure for that, only to kill it. Vietnam they had an they had an execution of all people who were they 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 had this raid on the town and mm-hmm. the the Vietnamese were responsible for culling millions of their people the Chinese under Mao were responsible for culling millions upon millions of their people the Russians millions upon millions of people this was all done through steps. And it involved normalization, demoralization, everything that's being done as we speak in America right now. So you're seeing the rise of a new level of Marxism. That whole shit with him and Putin being mad cool, there's reasons behind that. So we're going to talk about that. We have uh, an upcoming lecture to keep the fear of a black and more messiah. I guess it's never going to end. You know, we're going to keep those values going. So we're on volume three now. We're going to present that to the family. Um, where is that? If that's not Norfolk, it's either in Norfolk or this one is going to be in um, damn, Shreveport, Louisiana. But I, we'll let the family Ooh. know the date and everything. You know what I'm saying? Ratchet but, Yeah. Huh? Ratchet City. 5150. Yeah, I look forward to that. But um, fearofablackamoremessiah.com, family, volume one and two is available. Volume two was Baltimore, powerful. Volume one was Brooklyn at Nicholas, powerful. Um, yeah, we spirit cooking on them, too. We, 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 we laying it out. Law of 44, Blood Moonalogs, you also got to check that out. Blue pill, we cook on that. Coming. Yeah. Coming. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But let me do this. Yeah, we this is a wonderful segue into tonight's presentation. I think we've made a, a sound case as to why our people would need to, you know, retreat and unplug 
and distance themselves as far away from the matrix as possible. Okay? Because that's what the matrix is offering. That's what they got on the plate right now. And they want to sit everybody at the table and feed you morsels. You know what I'm saying? Do not eat that steak. All right? <laughs> You're going to have to go for the porridge, the oats, and the grains on the Nebuchadnezzar. You dig? So, uh, let me just read this description. Join us for the follow-up to the powerful episode one of our Mount Shasta retreat recap. We will explore the mystery surrounding this mountain, which is referred to as the root chakra of the planetary grid system, and also hear about the mystical experiences some of our attendees had. We will also continue to hear about the transformational impact this retreat has had on many, if not all, of those in attendance. Okay? So I ain't got to tell you to tune in, family, because you're already here in the building. All right? Let me drop this bomb. Classes in session. So, family, this in the audience listening on the phone, if you are attendees of this past event, the Mount Shasta event, I'm going to ask you to press 1 on your phones at this time. I'm going to open up lines and, you know, get the testimonials, bring the family in and hear it directly from their mouths. These are not paid actors, okay? And, uh, yes, let's proceed. I see some hands up. Let me go to the calls and see if... um, family in the building. Oh, damn. Don't know what happened that quick. All right, let me go to the caller from the 916-916-743-916 caller. Peace caller from the 916. Yes, this is Dorothy Read. Smith. Dorothy! Yes. Oh, we had Dorothy. to open the Dorothy. Yes. Welcome, Dorothy. Just, How are you? I am doing fine, and you? I'm excellent. It's such an honor to hear your voice. I miss you so much. I can't believe it's been a week already. You know what I'm saying? Like, I I think it was that mineral spring. Yeah, like, I mean, it's been a full week. It's been a week too long, as far as I'm concerned. uh, I really, uh, I'm thinking my mind has been there. I mean, I'm here at home in Southern Cal. But my body and spirit is still back there. That's yes, indeed. Yes. So I didn't want to miss, Fam- but I missed the first one. I, I missed yes. the first week, but I wanted to be able to share my testimony. Of what I, I, I had you in mind when I said mm-hmm. I definitely have to have a part two because. The recap would not be complete without your testimonial. Family, this is a, a elder that we had, the matriarch on the trip. You know what I'm saying? She was the presiding matriarch um, with us. And, you know, she became the, the mother to many on the trip. And we are her adopted children. So yeah. I, I, had, I, had to, I had to hear it from the mother herself. So we present it. Yes. The floor is yours. Oh, okay, thanks. Uh, when I first saw you and uh, Brother Divine on YouTube, Yolanda told me about the retreat that I had to go check it out for myself. And so when I saw you two talking about it and then I 
went to do some more research, I said, that's something I would really like to go to. But then I called Kamara, and after I called her and asked different information about it, I changed it right away. I said, no, I'm going. I need to be there. And not really knowing what to expect, I said, well, I said, Kamara, I need to call you back. I need to check with my daughter, Yolanda. Well, when I talked to Kamara, it was a done deal. And I said, I don't know what to expect. And I said, I'm going to be meeting, I thought, many strangers. But that's not really what happened. When we got there, all of the people that answered that particular call, it was just like we knew one another. There was a connection right away. And I said, yes. I mean, like-minded, the oneness of the spirit, it was just, it was awesome. Because most people, even they said it when uh, they thought we were all relatives. They thought we were all together, uh, that we know each other. And I said, no, I just met many of these people when I came but it was a connection because most people were on the same wavelength. We're all looking because I started uh, disconnecting uh, last year from the TV, from all of that. It was it was just too much, and I needed to get away to regroup, to realign, to reconnect. I said, even at seventy three, still a learning. You're still gaining knowledge. But what I did experience on many things, but what I experienced was uh, watching the young men and women who were conscious, awake, alert, and aware of the times that we're living in, but ready and able-bodied warriors to perform their duty on call. And that that was energetic to me. I know many said I energized them, but I also, I uh, gained strength and energy from being around the youth because everyone was just so kind and pleasant. But my most, yes. one of the memorable things was this, and I did share that there. And it was just uh, during my meditation, watching the water flow. That water yes. really gave me a uh, new revelation because I sit there and I watched it and I said, do you see how the water is flowing over the rocks, under the rocks, around the rocks, between the rocks? Nothing stops the water. Now, the water can be uh, detoured to flow. It can be rerouted, but it will never stop. It will always find a way. I said, and then that's the way we really are with that water flowing through us. We're all unstoppable. And I just said for 73, I am so grateful to be allowed to see this at this time because I knew it was coming. I, I know that the ancestors, Kamara and Divine, opened the gateway, but we answered the call. And those that came during that particular time, it was really for a reason and a purpose. And I'm ready to go back, but I'm also ready to get in the fight because I am a strong warrior, even (laughs) at 73. (laughs) 
Yes, you are. We hear that, and we know this is true. You have to know that you're strong, and you have to know your part. My part is to encourage my son, like Bloomfield, and all the rest of my granddaughters and grandsons that I met there uh, last weekend to continue on, because you have been given a charge, but everything that any of us will ever need is already within us. Yes. And my one uh, other thing I I shared with my husband because I told him about the Titi ceremony and uh, I told him uh, my experiences and, of course, Michael who helped me to adjust to many things because I told him, I said, this is all new to me. I said, I have never experienced any of this in my life. But to be able to be open and to learn from one another because the greatest teachers in the world told me, I learned from my students. So I was there as a student learning from all of you, just like you were gaining strength or whatever from me. I was also, it was a two-way thing. So that's the yes, important part. And I, I recognized that right away. So I said, that part's exciting. The energy that was in that place, the prayers and Everything that went up, I mean, I was really awake, alive, and alert, wanting to know more and and to gain more. So I will be ready uh, during this time. And the last thing I would like to say is the fresh air, the fresh water, the fresh food, and just the environment to be up there to look at the majestic beauty of it all to be away from down here but up there. The view at the top is never like at the bottom. And until we are able to focus in and really take that time away, then you know what, you don't appreciate it. Because when I came back, I knew I did not want to be here. I wanted to be right up there with my children, with my grandchildren, with my son, Kufil. (laughs) <laughs> but, no, I, I just said it was, no, I mean, I really, I got what I wanted and what I needed, but I actually got more than that because it was my grandmother's spirit that was in a young lady who was there exactly. She had the, that exact same thing. And my grandmother was such a phenomenal person in my life that when I got back home, it was the second day. And I said, Tamika, I said, that was my grandmother's spirit up there with me the whole time. Now, if that wasn't awesome, I don't know what was. And I have to tell Bluefield that Gary, my second son, was up there through him. Because, exactly. So I just said, that part, I really did uh, experience with the energy and the love and all of it. So I'm thank you so much. Thank you. We love you. And I mean, you just brought such a comforting, warm spirit, you know, to something that was already warm and comforting. It just made it so family. You know, I think on the first episode, Kamara said that it was like a family reunion. You know, that's what it was Mm -hmm. instantaneously. 
although nobody supposedly didn't know one another, everybody clicked so instantaneous. And like you said, everywhere we went, people swore that, you know, we had been together 20, 30 years. Everyone just gelled together and moved as a unit. And it was just, it was surrounded with a bubble of love. Yes. Yes. Now, I want to ask you, you know, because for some people, ceremony might be, or these particular ceremonies might be somewhat different. And I'm sure through your years, you may have seen many of prayer and, and, you know, different ceremonies centered around prayer. Um, How is this different from you, from how the indigenous people conduct their prayer ceremony? Different. For me, from the traditional, because uh, what I saw them do uh, with the passing of the bowl and the uh, one spoon, which everybody used, the one cup, which everybody shared. But then uh, when it comes to the lighting, we used the one stick, but we each individually had our own uh, to do that. So, and even with the... I'll say the prayer setting, different ones prayed. We were praying about the water collectively, but then we were praying for others, and then, of course, ourselves. So that was uh, definitely different. And from the time we started and until the time we end was a little different. Yes. But they shared their testimonies and things like that or the reasons why they came what they expected. And it was in a TC outside. That was different. Yes. That was definitely different. <laughs> that was, that was, you know, in, in the church, I guess that would be comparable to a revival. I think they do outside yeah. tents. Yeah, they do. <laughs> well, no, they used to. I, I'll say, I, I don't know if we did. I know a lot of the others did. Right. Kids outside, yeah. Right. I, I had some in, inside the football. But never uh-huh. outside. Yeah, never outside. Like this was football. different. Right. We were, mm-hmm. we were definitely in the elements. Um, we endured it, you know. And again, yeah. you know, you, you sacrifice you sacrifice your body, but you build your will, you build your character and if you're looking to be heard from the creator, you know what I'm saying? I, I think mm-hmm. definitely putting your body on the line instead of front line in, in, in a harmful way, definitely, uh, you know what I'm saying, can register those prayers to be heard a lot louder. So, yes. you know, we did something yes. very monumental. We learned something about ourselves that, that night leading into that morning that by the time morning came, you know, it was a whole nother level of elation because like we were telling the family, uncle Freddie came on and he was speaking and we had told the family there was a level of apprehension in the beginning because some of our people didn't know about, you know, they weren't too sure about the indigenous and then they Mm -hmm. had uh, some people who could be considered European in there. And, you know, everybody was kind of skeptical of one another because they didn't know what to expect. And, this was the first time these uh, the variation of cultures were under one tent or under one TV mm-hmm. for that matter. That's but when true. we left that thing, 
you know, it was a whole nother energy. It was a whole nother respect for everybody. You know what I'm saying? And we were mm-hmm. all in a celebratory mode. And I'm telling you, family, we got out of there from 9 p.m. to 9 a.m. And we stayed up partying and, and just laughing and, and, and just happy with each other until 3, 4 p.m. People started laying down. Like, that's how we was on that level of high. And it was no narcotic high. It was it was the energy. It was the, the enthusiasm of just that's being right. able to bring your prayer from one place to another for bringing your, your, your unity as a unit from everyone standing mm-hmm. firm and strong, standing That's firm it. and strong by sitting, not standing. We're trying our best to give this, 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 uh, this image to you and, and relay this information as best we could, but it's really something that your spirit has to experience. You know what I'm saying? Be there. They'd have to be there. Once I got my two days of rest, once I got my two days of rest, I took like three, four, five years off of my body. Like my face just got younger and, you know, the medicine continuously worked. You know what I'm saying? It's a wonderful thing. Yes. Now, that was one thing that really did work, the uh, mucus and stuff that I told Kamara that first three days, it was just mucus coming out of me after I got home. Yes, it it was a purification of cleansing. And I feel great today. Mm -hmm. I do. Sound good. Yes, indeed. Now, would this be Yolanda? I see another 916 number. Oh, yes, I'm sure that's Yolanda. I will, look, I will okay. release the line. <laughs> okay, thank you so much. You can stay on You can stay on if you want, but if you have to go, we do understand. Or you can mute your phone and, you know, chime in when, you know, if, if, if you want to. It's up to you. I don't want you to go. <laughs> okay, I'll stay. <laughs> okay, let me go to caller from nine one six nine one six eight three seven nine one six caller. Peace. That's me. Welcome to Know the Lake. Peace, Blue Pill. What's going on with you? Hey, Yolanda. How you doing? I'm excellent yourself. Oh, fantastic. Fantastic. Still high. Wonderful. <laughs> it's wonderful to hear your voice. Like I said, uh, we could go. Voice. Yes, indeed. We could go. We were in it. You know what I'm saying? I believe that we was all up in Mineral Springs. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Last week, I don't really have no concept of time right now, so I think that's what it was. But Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think so, too. I, yeah, the time just kind of. I will say um, one thing, Blue Pill, when I got up there and um, met Tamika, uh, that was my first time, but she was coming from the same area that we we were both coming from Los Angeles. Um, We didn't know her at first, and we didn't know who was the other person that was coming with us. And finally she came up to me, and I was like, oh, are you the one? She was like, yeah. I was like, we were looking for you, and I thought it was someone else, but she was the one. So we stood there and just connected immediately. Once we got up to the uh, Mineral Springs, 
it was pretty much a wash for me. Just going over the bridge, watching the water. Water's always been common for me. I love the water. Used to love to go to the beach all the time just to listen to the waves. So that just kind of embraced me completely at that point. But uh, but I will say Kamara really opened it up for me when we went into the to the spa, and when the lady was telling us what we needed to do and you know go into the bath. Once I went into that mineral bath, it just seemed like time just slowed down. It's like yes. I'm like it did it just there was no essence of time at that time. It was just there was no there was no there was no thought of time. I would say for me. I just got lost in the ambiance of the water and then going into the sauna and then to take that plunge into that ice cold water, which oh, I'm used to yeah. doing. <laughs> yeah, which I'm used to doing, but not that cold. <laughs> but I said to that myself, cold. I'm going to do this. <laughs> you did it. Yeah, I did. Yep. And and I had to let my son know that I was like I did that thing like a boss. I was like I I just I had to I had to. There was just no way I couldn't just test myself. And I wanted that was something that I chose to do and had a mind to do. And um, Brian, I think his name was uh, from Louisiana. My brother, I love him. I love everybody. I mean, everybody like you said, everybody. We were just all on this one connection, and it seemed as if everybody's concerns or issues or just dilemmas or whatever it was or their concerns or whatever it was, it all seemed to be in the same, we all had the same cohesiveness. Like we all, some of us still kind of felt alone in, you know, in where we are because you got people around you that are not conscious like that. Luckily I have my two brothers that I can converse with and I get energy from. When we, you know, when we have our conference calls, but there are a lot of other people that are my, you know, friends of mine that that just don't understand the change that I've made from a few years ago, and just kind of, you know, it's this is all really, it was such a uh, re- rebirth for me because I told uh, after we came out of the uh, tent, I, you know, you know, you're just really on that high, like you were saying, you just you're just flying. And I kept telling people, I'm not even here right now. I feel my body's here, but I have, it, it felt like I was somewhat detached, but yet present. Because I was just one with, with all of the ambience that I was seeing. It was just, you can't, I couldn't, I was trying to explain to my brothers, and I was like, I can't really even put it into words. You have to, you have to experience this for yourself. I said, we're so used to this concrete that we think we're living in, and it's literally sucking the life out of you. You get life when you mm-hmm. connect back to who you are. <laughs> so, I, you know, and even I told my mm-hmm. nephews, I'm like, you got to go. You got to go. And so, actually, I, I pretty much talked one of my brothers into going. So, I'm going to actually give him the information. And uh, hopefully, I'll be back up there, too. Because I told Kamar I would be back. And I told Divine I'd be back. He opened up that house to me. And I told him, I said, are you sure? <laughs> because I would drive up here. <laughs> Quick! Don't <laughs> don't tell me that because I'll be back. <laughs> and he said he was serious, so mm-hmm. I'm gonna take him up on that. So, <laughs> but for the most part, that was just it was just the best. I'm still every time I talk about it, I just seems like I get that joy and that rejuvenation just comes every single time I bring it up, and I keep bringing it up because it makes me 
still be feel connected to all of you guys, and and to just and and still be connected up up there at Chapter Mountain. Indeed. Now you've been back for a few days. What has it been like? You know, back into the world, quote unquote. Um. Well, I'll say this: it's been some some challenges of people or energies that that has tried to penetrate that's been negative. But I found that since I've kind of got my crystals and my prayers that I've been saying, it has not penetrated. I just feel like I have this this shield around me that won't allow anybody who wants to bring anything negative to me or shoot me down or make me feel some kind of way. It's just not it's not it's not warranted in my in my spirit. You can't get in you can't get in here. So I've created this. It feels like I've created this own bubble. Inside. I've got my own box. It's like you were talking about the box within a box within a box. I've created my own box that I brought back with me. <laughs> so I won't let anybody in that, in that, in that space to disrupt the harmony that I'm feeling, especially when I go out and I do my walks and every now and I'm uh, looking up at the sun and embracing that, appreciating the wind, which I feel a part of, appreciating the ground that I know I'm made of, all the molecules, the sun, and the water. And I give homage to that, and it just boosts me up every time, which I was doing that prior to, but it just is just magnified. So since I've been back, I've had some people that tried to kind of throw some stuff, but I was just like, no, nah, that's not happening. <laughs> that can't, it can't reside here. You have to keep that over there. If that's what you choose to want to deal in, I'm not allowing that. So it was kind of something like I heard you say um, once on a video. I'm not sure which one I watched, but, you know, we were talking something about um, that. Oh, I think it was before we even left it. When we go back, you just you didn't really want to go back. I think it was when you were talking to Brother Rich uh, about the retreat. Yes. You mentioned something about how you didn't want to really, you didn't really want to come back. And I was like, I so understand that. <laughs> but I knew I was back. And I was just like, dang, I, I gotta, cannot stay longer. I got to go back. So, you know, I'm preparing myself mentally. And like you said, I know I have to go back with a cloak. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Where I'm almost yeah. invisible. And I just got to talk to the ones that need it. And I got to, right. you know, you got to be careful how you move. Because like you said, these are the times when you're most susceptible to attack, to get pulled back in. Mm-hmm. And you got to move through that matrix. Like when Neo throws on the coat and he got to go in and handle his business and get back out to get back to Zion. It's yeah. really like that family, like real for real. Yeah, <laughs> it, that's that. It, it is so. It's like two different. It really is two different worlds. I really felt like I had unplugged from that matrix, and then to be able to look back at that and say that's exactly what that is, and here's the real world, and I've been missing the real world. What is, you know, I, it, it makes me even question my own sanity. Like, what is wrong with you? <laughs> Why would you want to leave this? Why? We have everything right here. We even mentioned that when we were up there, you know, up there in the mountains, and we were talking about how, we, you know, we, we have everything that we need right here. Why would we want to go back to this concrete that, like I said, is literally sucking the life out of each and every one of us? So we're just kind of walking zombies around here. It's not even, I mean, I've seen, a, it almost reminds you of when you're walking around, when when Neo, when um, Morpheus takes 
Neo into the back into the Matrix, and he you know freezes and stops it and tells him it's actually a program. But you see how the people are just walking mindless. They don't even they have no expression. They have no life. There's nothing to them. And you're walking and looking at them like, are these real people that I'm walking with? Right. Because they don't look real. <laughs> they don't look real. They look. They just look dead. Like there's just dead people doing, you know, whatever they normally do on a regular basis. You don't think about it, but you just, it's just like get, when you have your program of get up, brush your teeth, do it. You're just doing everything on autopilot. And that's just the way everybody looks. <laughs> And I'm like, not. I'm not trying to go back into that. So I try to continue to talk about this as much as possible because it keeps me. It keeps that water flowing, and that. And I love the, how that water mm-hmm. springs up. Yes, the water was pure life, majestic. Yeah. Um, we went to the uh, to the bathhouse out here in Oregon yesterday. Okay. And you know they got the four different rounds that we got to do the the dry sauna, wet sauna, then the hot mm-hmm. pool and the cold pool. So yes. it was like we went at night. It was like thirty degrees, but I jumped in that water. Oh. <laughs> because I'm saying I'm so conditioned from the mineral spring water, right? Like I said, mm-hmm. that water was so cold that yeah. It, it gave me a, a steel body. Exactly. So I could jump in that other water now. It's a joke to me. I'm like, I was just running around through that water like, Psh, this is nothing. Exactly. And I had issues with that. I remember. I, I you used were to telling be, me that. But when I jumped in that, that uh, Stewart Springs mineral water, and that's just like minus oh. 10. Yes. It, it, I literally felt my bones turn to steel, and I had to tense up like that in order to, 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 to you know what I'm saying, to endure it. Right. Mm-hmm. You got to deal with that. These are the extremities. You go from hot to cold, hot to cold. This is how you build yeah. your mm-hmm. steel body, fam. This is how you become that 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 um that ultimate warrior that you always talk, you know what I'm saying, that, that we love to go to the movies and see on the big screen. Like, it's time to become that for real. Exactly. So we can endure the elements and become one with them, and you really appreciate it. Then the elements start opening up to you, and when they start opening mm-hmm. up, then you can start manipulating and dealing with them. And they call that something else somewhere else. I ain't gonna get into that, but right, you know, <laughs> <laughs> like embrace it, become one with these elements. You know what I'm saying, yeah. and um, yeah. what we were talking about as well on Friday, I mean on Tuesday. Because some people might be reluctant when they hear about mountains and they hear about nature, automatically mm-hmm. they ascribe that to Europeans, you know. So, yeah. do you want to speak mm-hmm. about any of the actions and any of our interfacing with Europeans? Like, were they treating us different? You know what I'm saying? Were they acknowledging our divinity and, and the way that we moved as a unit, as a family? Oh, most definitely. They, um, they really did kind of. They they didn't look at us weird. I mean, I had a couple of uh, in the one we went to the with co-op store, and we saw quite a few interesting um, Caucasian people. And um, I'm looking at them like they're kind of different, but they were just like smiling and you know helpful and 
Oh, well, okay. All right. That's that's cool. Uh, you know, I'm okay with that, but I've always had the um it just seemed like they 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 pretty much was very accepting, I will say. They didn't they weren't really standoffish. Like you can kind of feel some energy. Their energy was kind of not like I won't say that it was pure, pure, but I'll say that it was more open. They're more open-minded. They're more. They kind of had a more relaxed energy to them, where they weren't as tense. Like if you're in the when you're in the city, when you're in the city around them, it's a whole different energy. But their energy was a little bit more open and a little bit more. Um, yeah, I think that's the best word I can use. Is it was just kind of more of an open acceptance because they had, you know, there was a couple of, uh, there was a guy, black guy that was with one of them. They were playing some kind of music to, you know, raise money, kind of like when you're in New Orleans and, you know, they're, you know, they panhandle whatever their, you know, their talent is, whether they sing or tap dance and they had their little hat out there to make, you know, to get, you know, have you uh, throw some change, give them some change for their, for their, um, for their talent. So, I mean, I found that was interesting there. I wouldn't have expected that there. I just I didn't expect to see that, so that was something that was interesting that I found. Um, they were more, and that's, I guess yeah, they were kind of like hippie-ish, <laughs> if I could say that, without you know not yep. being um, disrespectful, but in that free kind of hippie type thinking, not in the hippie of the drug, but just the hippie of that kind of free love and love is all type of uh, mindset, if you will. That's the, that's what yes. I mean. and got Yes, family. The, the weird energy that we were running up against, unfortunately, family, it was being directed to us from other melanated people. Okay, mm-hmm. unfortunately, yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's what we was running. Very weird black people. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> almost was like frozen. it was almost like Kanye. Yeah, like you don't know what? they had the bottom. What you know, the? Just, oh my. They was frozen. Yeah, it was weird as shit. Yeah, and yeah. I'm saying because yeah. we've been this even, you know, from the following days that I've been out here all the way up until last night, you know, like, and we open these portals where people say, we, we never see any melanated people everywhere we pop up, they pop up. But they almost wow. like robots because they don't speak. They just yeah. like, yeah. they just it's weird. I can't even speak. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> right. It's like it's, it's can't put really a word to it. <laughs> can't put a word to it. I don't know if that's part of the Aryan in the Earth alien race, and they're coming out to see us. I don't know what it be. is, but I could be because you know we had a we had a visitor when we were in the TP. You and I saw it, and I kept seeing that oh, yeah. portal, and I'm like. Are they trying to tell us to come up? Because I think we called on them and they they showed up. They yeah I I you know we were gonna get into that element of the breakdown you know what I'm saying because there's other people that had some very very clear prominent uh, experience in, in visits, but yeah okay. you you and I in the TP because they had a they had a opening in the roof family of the TP yeah. and you know we we. The family was there. The Star Nation visited yeah. us. Now, yeah. have you any doubt in your mind? Was that a star or a planet? I couldn't. Mm. I couldn't. I couldn't make out because I kept seeing that. I'm saying the like stars a, and planets just move to the right and left and turn from red to blue and all sorts of colors. Right. I just right. Gotta, 
it's a checklist that you mm-hmm. got to go down and Right. <laughs> what we've been told and what we think we know, you know what I'm saying? Because this is what they feeding us. But if family don't know nothing else about what the mainstream feeds you, is garbage. It's just not true. And, and you're seeing that through these elections. Like, all of that stuff is fabricated. So they mm-hmm. have us exactly. in a very controlled environment, a controlled box within a box within a box. And that's how mm-hmm. they control these people, feeding them. People that are at very low altitudes, you know what I'm saying? Damn near scraping the floor in these cities, and they're priming mm-hmm. us and programming us with a false reality mm-hmm. while they're in the background doing all the wizard warlock shit that, you know, some of these wizards and warlocks up here are doing. So, mm-hmm. we, we, were, we were visited, we was presided over by the ancestors during that ceremony. Yes. That's true. It was wonderful. It was wonderful. Yeah, it was because the best. I was having experience. You know, I seen them all throughout the entire trip. You know what I'm saying? So right. I was clear. I was like, "This is what it is." Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's fancy. Thank it was you. friendly. Yeah. It was cool. It was beautiful. But it was I was beautiful. asking, just like I asked Dorothy, I asked you. I'm sure that throughout your days on this planet, you may have been a participant of certain prayer ceremonies, even in church or what have you. How would you describe mm-hmm. what you experienced with uh, natives, quote-unquote? What, what was that ceremony? How different was that? Um, the difference for me was that, you know, that you were actually able to do a little bit more talking and sharing in that. Whereas a traditional prayer, you know, you have someone else that pr- pretty much dominates the whole thing, and you just kind of stay on your knees or and and pray amongst yourself. And it's still and it's still a, it's not a connected um, it's not connect it is not a connected prayer even in all of the services that I've been in through church. They're never really on a connected type of basis. It's like you don't feel that. You don't feel that that you don't feel connected to the people that you're even having prayer with. You just it's everybody's just doing their own thing, and I think the fact that they told us that we were to pray pray for yourself, yes, but typically we're praying for others, and the fact that we joined in with that one mind, it literally connected our all of our souls together because we had that one mind focused on others and other issues versus you know. Our, ourselves, along with um, the passing of the um, uh, peyote and um, um, rolling up the cigarette in the in the corn husk, that we wouldn't have done in the church. Um, we wouldn't have done that in the church. Um, and not only that, right. but, you know, you were able to just kind of get up and talk or say what was on your heart or what was on your mind. You just kind of were able to share, and then that way everybody would, you know, could either hear what was going on with you or your concerns or your praises or your testimonies. You were able to kind of do that all in the midst of it, whereas typical church is just straight pray, and there's no, there's none of that other than when it's almost time to get up. Then you may, but it was like throughout the whole prayer ceremony, that was that was definitely different and beautiful to see um, the, the the drums, the drums yes. that penetrate 
mm-hmm. your soul when you hear what a drum. the drum beat. Yes. And the, oh, my God, that right there. And just being able to I love sage. So just being able to put your sage over you to protect you mm-hmm. and cover you. And ho- it was just such mm-hmm. a oneness. Yeah. It was just, it was definitely just. You know, it was so different, definitely from any other church service that I've ever been in. It would have never, they would have never been open mm-hmm. to none of that. It's just so, it's so closed-minded and so one way. We went in there with no expectations, but we we bought we bear we all bore witness to a twenty-four hour turnaround in turn in regards to Standing Rock because a lot of the prayers yeah. went to the family and Standing Rock because the indigenous. Elders and and the family that we were surrounded with had family there, and it was lamenting yeah. on their hearts. There's some of the tears. So yeah. you know, mm-hmm. we prayed in unison. We prayed for Flint. You know what I'm saying? And mm-hmm. we saw a 24 hour turnaround. We didn't expect. Yes. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Exactly. Our prayers were answered. You can't claim yeah. full claim mm-hmm. for it. But unison as a force, as a unit. You know, mm-hmm. we were able. Participate in something that was very historic and monumental, yeah. um, not only for the, but I think for all nations and peoples of this planet, you know? Yeah. Yes. Yes. Yeah. I think we need to, I would say, I, that was one thing I was on my heart as well, is that if we can do that as one for, for uh, our indigenous people, then we have Flint to, you know, put all of that energy there as well and not I think I saw something on um, Facebook or something that where there were some of the indigenous people that were going to be going over there they, they, to deal with that issue over there in Flint. So I'm like, if we can all come together with that one, let's pull our energies and our powers and call the ancestors down for for uh, for some um, justice and some help for those people over there in Flint. Indeed, we will. All right. Mm-hmm. Now I welcome you. Yeah. Just like Dorothy, you can stay on the line. You can either okay. mute your phone or keep it open. But um, I want to open up some more lines. I see some more hands in the queue. Okay. All right, fam. Yes. Mm-hmm. Okay. So again, you're in the audience journeying with us in this call, and you were up at the retreat in Mount Shasta, and you have a testimonial. Press one on your phone at this particular time, and we'll open up your line. And get your testimonial. Right. Let me go to caller eight five seven eight five seven two four eight eight five seven caller. Peace. Peace, 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 brother Blue Pill. It's Johnny from Boston. Oh, Johnny. Hey, how y'all living? How y'all living? Peace, family. Oh man, my brother. How you? Oh, I'm love, I'm love, I'm great out here, man. I'm great out here. Taking it, it in, missing, missing the family, missing the experience, but took it in, took it in. How's the matrix? You say how's the matrix? How's the matrix treating you, bro? Oh man, the matrix is here, man. Eyes open, cause you can see it way more noticeable now after the experience up there. Um, Definitely able to sift through more easier than than before, but I'm definitely missing, definitely missing up there, for real, for real. I can only imagine, man. So let's hear your testimonial, cause you 
You were there from day one. You was one of the first one brothers that we picked up, you and T-Rex. Yeah. So, like, just like others, you know, um, I saw the video, of course, on Black Magic, you know, with you and Brother Rich and um, Brother Divine. And um, it was just one of those things where I was wondering, like, all right, you know, it's the end of the year, man. You know, this day-to-day matrix life, man, this ain't, you know, it's ain't the same for you, man. And, um, you know, it was getting to the point where I was just like, yo, how would I live with myself? I, I felt like I don't know if I would be able to, I was questioning, like, would I be able to live with myself if I if I ignore this one, you know, to the next one in April? I'm like, maybe it'll be, it'll be lingering over my head the whole time. So I was like, you know what, around um around the so-called Thanksgiving day, I, I made the, the call uh, um, to Kamara, and then she, she hit me back. And, um, of course, you know, she just had a, a good spirit through the phone, and she was just um, helping me with the, with the one-two process of trying to get out there and um, just let me know about, like, um, what I could expect out there from the things I was on there that I read on the website. So um, from there, from there, she, from there, we was, we was building. And, um, Is that your back Oh me? No, 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 that's not me. That's not me. Dorothy or Yolanda? Is that your back? Is that your background phone? All right. Please continue. So um. Yeah, man. So I, I ended up um, building with Kamara. She booked the flight for me, and then it was the process of going. And um, on my way there, you know, um, I got there, and the first person I seen was D-Rec. And um, we just caught up. We built. And it was just like like everybody else was saying. It was um, it was a familiarity. Like, it was something familiar. It was not nothing distant about him. It was nothing that... I didn't feel like I didn't know him. We just, we locked in. And then um, from there, we was just waiting. We was waiting for to get um, scooped up. And um, as we got picked up, it was by you and Brother Divine. So this is all hitting me. This is all hitting me like, yeah, wow. Like, first off, I've been watching, you know, you and Red Pill, like, throughout all last year and this year. And it's like, okay. And then, Divine was in the video, so it's like, wow, these are the two heads that's picking me up to embark on this. So it was, um, it was setting in. It was setting in. You know, that first night was, um, was love. You guys was bringing us around, and um, everything was just connecting in different manners. You know, things were just happening in a in a different frequency. It was happening quick. You know, from even when we went to the um, to the supermarket, and um. The man over the counter, he hit us with the numer- numerology real quick. Oh, man, I forgot. <laughs> that was crazy. Yeah, it was It was like everything was hit. It was just like it was just so many signs, you know. So, you know, from, from that night, mind you, me taking the step to come down was something that it was huge for me because, like I said, I've I've been watching for a while. And, um, you know, it was a huge step, but, of course, like we said, it was baby steps. But there's a lot of knowledge that I'm still becoming, you know, privy to. You know, there's a lot of knowledge that I'm still obtaining. So that night when we got there and we was chilling at the house, 
you know, you threw on the the law forty four, and we was, you yeah. guys were we were doing you were doing the lecture, and just the build it got to a point while while you were doing the lecture and shouts out to you again, Blue, because um, you know, you really if anybody's questioning if you really about this, you know, like you know they could stop that because it got to the point where you was lecturing. Like it got to the point where your eyes was closed, you was dumb tired, but you was you wanted me to get it, you know, you wanted me to get it, and not only you, but you, brother Divine, and Rec was like it got to a point where y'all all was like, yo, I want, you, I I know I know you're kind of new to it, but I want you to understand it, and you guys were breaking it down as much as you could to make sure that I'm on the same line, and um I was just thankful for that, and it was just like that. Only, that was my first night only, you know. And um, yeah, the second night for the first. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The um, just just hit just and, just hearing just uploading all right. I just want to interject when you made reference to the 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 man at the counter. You know, we made purchase. Um, we went to Trader Joe's and I had grabbed some materials, and we had made a purchase a purchase, and. Uh, what was it? Damn, it was twenty six sixty two or something like that. The number was a palindrome, which means family that it was an identical number that mirrors itself. And mm. the guy over the counter started. He made a comment. You know, he's like, "Oh, this is a palindromic number," and he started going into the whole breakdown. And I was like, "Oh, that's a great introduction for the law of forty four because we're gonna be going into that plus twenty six, which is the number of Yahweh is a 44 palindromic number because 13 and 13 equal 26 and that's 44. So just the way that things was hitting that we was going to the supermarket later and it was it was like 30, 44, you know, the shit was just, it was just yeah. registering. So we got right into dissertation, you know what I'm saying, on that first day and it, I just found out that everybody around me had 44 similarities or their own 44 stories that they came with, and it, it was just, it was epic, family. Like, I, there's no other way that I can explain it. This was all soul family. But please word. continue. Word, word. It was, um, as, as you stated, it was it was that epic, you know, and mind you, the, the first night, like I said, it was just hitting me how, like, ah, right, yo, you're meant to be here. This is, it could have happened no other way. It, it, it wouldn't happen no other way. So, from there on, you know, just getting a lecture from you and just chilling with the brothers, it felt like a vibe already, like a family vibe, you know, just with us there already. And um, you know, the next morning when we when the next morning when we literally went out to just the sun gaze in the morning and you know breathe and meditate, you know the the beautiful brother and sister from Houston just came through at the time and um. We was just right. connecting right. and vibing. We was connecting and vibing. And um, we 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 walked up top to the hill, and we just, we partaked in a, you know, a meditation ceremony. We was just, we was breathing on the 44. We was breathing on the 4, excuse me. And um, we were, we was glimpsing over the Mount Shasta, you know, after, after Brother Divine took us and walked us around, around the area. And, um, it was the four of us brothers, and we was just, um, you know, meditating and breathing on the floor. And 
the area, the area over where we was glimpsing over Mount Shasta, in the beginning of the meditation, it had it was cloudy. The 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 um like there was clouds all over where Mount Shasta was, and by the end of the meditation, the clouds disappeared. They moved, and you could just feel the sun. Period. Like even during the meditation. And these are all things that I, I had to mention that story because these are all things that were just hitting me and letting me know, like, how official and how real this is, you know, and how in tune with nature when you get it, how it just works with you. And um, it, was, it was powerful. It was powerful, you know. Um, I was. Yeah, so ben, I, what he's saying is that in real time, we change the climate of the sun by 10 to 15 degrees because we had our, our socks off. We was we had our feet rooted on in the earth and mm-hmm. the clouds over Mount Shasta turned from formless to sharp right angles, right to form. And then they mm-hmm. dissipated all together. And it was just like super duper bright. The sun just got so enormously big and beaming with energy. It was just amazing. Like, and these, like I said, these are the things that you don't have to sell people. It's like you got to experience it. Like, whoa, for real, this for is real. different. It's, you know it's not. It's nothing that I experienced, you know. Until then, you know, it's and it's like you said, you can't, you can't really sell it. Like, you just gotta be. You gotta be in there and just, you know, feel it, and see it. And that, that was that was the situation that was taking place literally in day two for me. And um. It was love. It was love. It was it was another experience. It was just another plateau. And, you know, that, that day alone was the day that um we was gonna meet the meet our other brothers and sisters over there at the house that was at um where was it the store Stor Springs, I believe. Yeah, Stuart um, Springs, right. Yeah, like when we met the other brothers and sisters over there, um it was just love, like it was. It was something else, you know. It was um, like like everybody's saying, it's just automatic building, automatic automatic connections, you know. I felt like it was literally, you know, family. Family. It was family in there. It was brother, mother, sister, aunt, uncles. It was that. I just felt that vibe, you know. It was a lot of familiarness out there. Like you, you felt like you knew you knew everybody, even though it was the first time. There was a love and vibe, and you know, I was I was even award I was even um I was even given you know my first crystal, which was new new for me. You feel me? Like like I said, all this was baby steps for me, you know. And I was given my first crystal by shout out to my sister Galaxy. You know, she came came through and blessed. That's the kill with the with the crystal, and that was that was an honor for me. These are all things that were setting in. Like I'm, I have to break it down in this manner because these are all things that were setting in. And uh, from a man like me who's coming out of the matrix, had a lot of doubts. That's like, yo, what am I doing? What's going on? And these are all things that setting in. Like, yo, you're good. You're in good presence. You're with good people. It's all love. You meant to be in this. You meant to be here. You meant to link with with your long lost, you know, your long lost family that's been waiting for you, mm-hmm. and you know we, we oh, yeah. yeah, you know, and we we these these are things that's happening, and before that, you know, that happened that happened when I was blessed, and then we sat down, 
within the in the um the circle for the cacao, you know, the, the inducing of the cacao and the heart oh, yeah. chakra build, you know, and um you know, Kamara Kamara's she let it, you know, she let it wear grace and just, you know, with that good vibe and good spirit that she let it with and even through that I was learning, you know. Cause she was mm-hmm. dropping those. She was hitting. She was hitting certain points that I needed to, that I need to hear. You know that we all need to hear, and we we all were getting familiar with each other. Everybody got a turn to speak. You know, um, so-called breaking the ice. You know, but um, we all, we all realized we was all on the same page as well. Anyways, while we all spoke and all said why we came and why we were here. You know, so it. It leveled, it leveled it out again, and and it locked us in way more tighter, you know. And it was, it was, it was, it was love. It was love from there. The the next day, which was um that Saturday, that was that was when I that was when the baths, you know, that was my first time, you know, taking the taking the uh, the mineral baths and mm. jumping into that water again, electrified, you know, electrified to the next and. And yeah. that that of feeling, that feeling of steel, man, like it's that mm-hmm. it's that iron, it's that iron, man. Um, I'm telling you, like iron, after jumping that after jumping in that cold water, um, jumping in that cold water and I, coming out and stretching, man, I felt like I unloaded and took off mm-hmm. many layers that was just not for me anymore. You know, that was not for me and becoming iron, oh. like you know, coming iron, like in Shouts out to my sister from Houston. She was like, "Yo, what's your?" She was like, "What's your superhero name? You gotta have your superhero name." Like, <laughs> she kept saying that. She's like, "Yo, you got You by the end of this trip, you gotta have your superhero name." And like, you know, when we was building, we was building like towards the last, the second to last day. I was telling her like, "Yo, after this, man, after you know, enduring and all, a lot of this, man, I was like." I was like, I was like, I'm gonna have to be the Iron Black Bear, man, right now, because <laughs> I was like, I'm just for being out there and adoring this, you know, like you got the, you got the, um, you know, just from being in, you know, different positions, from being in the mountaintop, and after jumping in that cold water and feeling that ironness, and just like, yo, I could take on, we could take on anything, you know, we could take on anything, oh, right and. A lot of those, a lot of, say goodbye to the goodbyes, you know, and goodbye to all that other shit. You know, a lot of that stuff that was holding you back, a lot of those things that are not letting you get to the next level that you need to get to, you know. So jumping in that water was that, you know, it was that. And um, I felt like I released a lot off of me. I released a lot off of me, you know. And um, it was, it was, it was beautiful, you know, from there. Building with Mama Dorothy, even right after that, you know, towards the end of that, and it was um, it was it was good, you know. Of course, getting the wisdom from Mama, you know, that was that was all love, you know, that was all love. But that that within that same day was when you know, it was coming, but I didn't know it was coming, you know. Me, Brother Divine, Dijak, running errands before we running errands before the um, the TP shit, TP you know. Ceremony. Ceremony, TP ceremony, right. excuse me, and um, you know, through that we we going uptown, downtown, we we moving, we moving, we getting all around, and um, it got to the point where we even caught a flat tire, you know, we caught a flat tire um, after purchasing, going back and forth, we caught a flat tire, and um, 
it was one of those things where it happened and none of us was sweating it. Like we weren't we weren't ill willed about it, you know, we was not like we was not mad about it. You know, of course, um, Brother Divine was good with his guidance because he was keeping calm. He was keeping chill. And I was just like, it was so good to be around that presence, you feel, with him and, and Rec. You know, it was good to be around those two when something like that happens. Because usually back home, you know, when something like that happens, I'm either there's either two or one or whoever's in the group that's, you know, staying focused on that negative thing that just happened, you know, and not trying to get through and not trying to push through. And it was good to be with heads who who just you know keep trudging along. We keep it moving. Let's keep it going. Without it being said, you know, without it being said, you know, it was just let's keep it going. Let's keep it moving. And um, we was that that's exactly what we did. We just kept it moving, kept it going, and we ended up having to go far out to get some wood for the um for the fire. And um, literally. On our way back after catching that wood, that's when I saw, that's when I, that's why I endured, and that's when I saw the mothership. And all three of us saw the mothership, by the way. Oh, shucks, man. And when I say mothership, I'm not talking no parliament funk. I'm not talking no funkadelic album covers. I'm talking about I saw the mothership. It was literally, all three of us were like, Yo, what the hell is is that? <laughs> you heard the wheel skirt, like, <laughs> like we got out the car, we looked in the air, it's hovering, rotating. You see all the lights, the red, yellow, orange, blue, green. It was there. It was right there in front of us, and it's like a blink of an eye. It was gone. It was just gone. But Wow. And mind you, and mind you, the whole time, you know, prior to me seeing this, you know, of course, as a kid and just coming up, you always wonder when would you see it and when would it happen. And of course, you you develop a certain fear just off not knowing. Period. I could speak for myself just off not knowing. And when I when I saw it, that was just not that all escaped me. That was not there. It was a sense of of comforting. It was a sense of Wanting to show me, it was like we want to show you that we're here. You know, don't. Right. And so this is more confirmation. This is more kneeling in the head. Dude, after that, it was just like, yo, yeah, yeah, we at man. Like, it it was everything. <laughs> if, if if there was any doubts or anything prior to that, you know, that was just not confirmation. I'm sure I have been there. What's going on? That dropped it all because. I'm talking about some people witness witness seeing the mothership. Some people witness seeing, but we saw it. It was like it was. I'm talking about the timing, the 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 presence. It was it was it was enough to have no doubt at all. Like it was a and then when says like I said, that's why there was no fear there because it was like a showing. Like hey, look, relax. Be cool. We here. We here. I want you to see me. You wanted me to show you me, anyways. So right. we are here. And and that was that was the situation. That was that was that was the situation for that. And it was just like um, 
I, I was, I was, I was, it was, it was dope to experience that. It was, it was, it was a blessing to experience that. You know, I experienced it with the two brothers. You know, and um, you know, we got back, we got back right, um, right back to the house, and you know, everybody was, everybody was in the, was getting ready to do a TP ceremony, and we we had to rush in. And then just like everybody explained, you know, we all went in as a family, we went in as a unit, and we endured that. You know, we we sat, we sat, and you know, we prayed. You know, we we went with the drums, um, we linked in, we locked in, and we endured that ceremony for the for the night. You know, for not only ourselves, of course, but for the family, and you know, for for our peoples. And North Dakota and everywhere else, you know, where our peoples was at that wasn't with us, you know, we, we was just doing that for them, and um, it was a blessing, man. It was a blessing, man. Like that that day after that day after, man. Like it was a lot. So somebody like myself, I was one of them who had to knock out after that. Like, all right, man, let me go into my dream state. Oh. It, was it was a lot. It was yeah. a lot for me. So it was just like. Alright, man. Body recharge. Beer. Go to sleep. Let's, I mean, you know, beer. Beer recharge. Beer hibernate. Go. Go catch yours. And um. Yeah. <laughs> and um, I, I ended up doing that, but um, it was like I said, it was it was just something that was beautiful, man. I I wouldn't trade that for the world, man. For, for anything, you know, like um, it was something I I I wouldn't I wouldn't want to be brought in any other way in any other manner. You know, um, it was it was just beautiful. It was beautiful. It was another level, another degree. Like I said, I wish I was there still. You know, um, as soon as I came home, you know, from every every advice and you know everybody still was spreading love and telling me different things. And as soon as I came home, I got to the point where I'm like, man, I got to get on my get on get on my tip, man. Started, you know, looking at things to start, you know, getting into in nature, you know, start growing and. You know, um, getting get being outside way more, and just just being more mm-hmm. into like um, literally not taking things for granted. You know, because like I said, like and the whole time prior to me coming, I'm tripping. You're thinking you, when you're in your head and when you're in yourself, you're always thinking a lot. You're doing a lot, but you realize how small you are to this whole thing called Mother Nature. You know, wow, you, like, small you are and. You gotta respect it, you know. I'd be I'd, I'd be the same dude back in the day when I was in um in New York with family. You know, everybody's driving back and forth trying to get here and there, and I'm like, yo, you see that sun coming down? Like, look at that, you mm-hmm. know. And not everybody else is looking at that, and I'm not gonna mm-hmm. front. I became the same way as well. Like, you know, when you're you're on a day to day move and you really don't acknowledge how Mother Nature is just working, you know, it's working. Yeah. This woman birthing, she is just she's doing her her diligence. She she does it all, you know. She giving wild. She get wild, yeah. She gets wild. She has to too, you know. And um, I, it was it was beautiful to experience that out there with everybody, man. Everybody out there showed love. It was it was so beautiful meeting everybody. Like it was family. It was family. It was mm-hmm. like it was like yo, yo. I know you. Yeah, I know you too. Like, without mm-hmm. without being said, you feel me? It was it was just a it was a ill love, and um, I'm just like I said, I think think I want to thank everybody, um, especially um, Brother Divine, 
um, Sister Kamara, you know, um, Blue, just everybody, you know, everybody for just being there, supporting, like, everybody supported in a certain manner, you know, everybody did this, and um, I was just thankful to be amongst that presence and be there and experience that, you know, it's never forgetting, and I'm, and it's, it's something that I'm going to build upon, you know, keep coming back and build upon that. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Now, I, I got a surprise. I don't want you to go nowhere. All right. Wanna go? Open up, uh, I wanna open up mm-hmm. the line. All right. Call her from the six four six. Call her from the six four six four zero two. Peace. Welcome to Know the Ledge. Yo yo, what's good, brother D Rex? How's everybody uh, doing? D Rex, bro. Yeah. Good. <laughs> Yeah, chilling, chilling. How's everybody doing, fam? I ain't dropping the bombs yet, man. I'm long over. Oh. Already. My babies. How's everybody? Much well, man. Much love, much love. I'm still on a high right now, y'all, from just listening to everybody talking to everything I experienced. I'm just saying thank you, thank you for giving everybody's testimony, letting the world know what's going on right now, what's really going mm-hmm. on right now. It's, mm-hmm. it's that time. Okay. So I think yeah, I should just brother. start off by <laughs> let me just go in a little. <laughs> All right, go so in. for over a year I've been hearing a voice tell me to go to the mountains. Go to the mountains. Go to the mountains, and I'm like, what mountains? There's mad mountains in the world right now, so I had no idea which ones to go to, you know? Like, go to the mountains, man. There's hills around the backyard, you know? And I'm hearing, like, go to the mountains over months, you know? And finally, I'm like, in June, I meet a lady. She's an oracle, and she's telling me also, like, yo, the spirits are telling you, yo, when you go to the mountains, everything's going to Everything's going to fall in place. And I'm like, all right, all right. I, I heard the voices. I'm getting direct message. That's not a problem. I just need to know where. Right. <laughs> so in August, I go to Sacramento and I visit my cousins. They're telling me about there's this mountain called Mount Shasta, and it's the root chakra of the world. And then all the hair on my arm stands up. I'm like, what? I'm like, that could be it possibly. Right. One thing leads to another. I have to leave. I go back to Texas where I'm living at the time, and I'm dealing with my mother. My mother has fourth-stage cancer, and in October she passes away. So oh, it really hits me oh. hard. And whenever something hits you hard, you lose your place of thought in the world. And so all my focus, everything I was thinking just went out the window, and I'm lost again. It's November now, and I'm just like, I don't know what to do. I'm lost. I'm like, God, I know you was telling me to do certain things, directed me in certain places, and now I'm back round one. My mother just passed. I'm feeling super lost. And next thing I know, I'm asleep, but I'm awake while I'm asleep in the dream, and my mother comes to me, and she tells me it's time. <laughs> Everything's about to happen. 
and I wake up thinking nothing of it. Like, man, that was a crazy dream. Like, I felt like it was real and everything. About an hour into the day, my father comes over like, yo, D, check out this video. I'm like, all right, let me check out this video. Thinking nothing of it. It's Brother Divine and Brother Blue Pill. Shout out to Black Magic 363. Shout out. Next thing I know, I hear these brothers talking, and I'm just like, yo, my spirit's starting to starting to quiver. And I'm like, oh, Lord, so I feel something's going to happen. <laughs> and these brothers are talking about the tree, you know, leaving the matrix. And next thing I know, they say Mount Shasta. I just jump up. Like, what? Mount Shasta? <laughs> they are talking about the mountain that I've been waiting for for over a year. Not to mention my mother came the night before in a dream telling me wow. that something was about to happen. Mm-hmm. I was like, oh, I'm going. You already know. So I booked my ticket. I'm heading out there. I fly and I stop in Denver. While in Denver, I meet a young brother named Brother Matt. Y'all heard Brother Matt's testimony on Tuesday. Yes. I saw him holding a book. And I knew. I knew that I I knew he was going to see this brother again. But I was just like, all right, hello, brother. How you doing? And... You know, I catch on the plane, I leave. As soon as I get to Oregon, I meet Jadney at the airport. Now, also, I've seen Jadney in Denver also at the airport. <laughs> That's another thing that was crazy. And we seen each other. And when we got on the plane, we was like, ah, I see you. <laughs> Not knowing that all three of us were going to be at the retreat. Wow. You know, it's, wow. it's that's divine, you know? If you don't believe in destiny, I mean, wow. I don't yeah. know what it is. I mean, yeah. hmm. Bro. Hmm. So then, mm-hmm. next thing you know, Brother Divine and Blue Pill pick us up. We heading out. Like you said, we had an awesome time that day just talking about everything, the synchronicity of the events that happened were phenomenon. Um, so there's many things that I could talk about, and one of the main things I want to talk about is the same thing about the UFO. Everybody wants to talk about, oh, UFO's real, UFO's not real. We seen clear as day something straight from District 9. Mm-hmm. I had to be 500 feet above our heads. You could see the circumference of it. Blue, green, yellow, red light. I'm still in awe right now. (laughs) (laughs) It's hard to translate it to people. You know what I'm saying? (laughs) It's really something that you got to experience. You can't bottle this up. Yes. Can't at all. So yeah, you, you can't bottle up and I would encourage everybody to come out and experience. Soon as you get to the mountains, the fresh air. You understand? Mm-hmm. Like the air alone can make you feel different, you know. 
the environment, you know, just seeing the birds in the air. We've seen so many hawks, falcons. Mm. Mystical ones. Mystical ones. Ones with half white, half brown wings. They will, will not let us take no pictures of them. Like the cameras were inoperable. <laughs> For real, multiple people tried taking pictures. You could not take a picture of it. Mm. Uh. Yeah. The experiences that I had were unbelievable. So, one thing I would like to talk about is, so I went, we went to the springs, the natural springs, and I believe it was Friday night. Me, my brother Matt, my brother Blue Pill, and my brother Mike went out into the mountain area. And we went in the dark and just walked around and just tuned in to Mother Nature and Looked at the stars. Hold on. I got to let me make this announcement real quick. Family, we have Mm -hmm. 90 seconds on the live call, meaning that if you're listening on your computer, you have to call in on the phone to continue with us. So 347-637-2135 is the call-in number. Okay? I'll repeat it one more time. 347-637-2135. And when the brother says we went out in the woods, we didn't have no flashlights, we didn't have no floodlights. We're talking in the pure pitch of darkness with moonlight as our guide in the stars. We had to trust nature and we had to trust ourselves that we are not scared of the elements in our family that's in these woods. So that's how we set out. Please continue. Yes, so we set out to the woods and as we were just walking, we just were tuning in more and more into the nature and into the elements. And we were wanting to see stuff. <laughs> you know, we went up there to, to see certain things, to be honest, you know. And we as people are so detached, you understand. We are so, so detached from nature that, oof, we... They they can't even reveal themselves to us. So we went out there and, you know, just tuned in. You know, we, we prayed, we meditated, we listened to the water fall. <laughs> we heard the trees rustling. We felt the coldness of the snow and the ice. And we just had a feeling come over us of Zen. And to those that wonder what peace is, we felt peace. Yes. And and it was it was immaculate. And so we walked back to where we were staying at, the cottage, and 
We chilled, we talked and everything. And it was about two in the round two in the morning. Everybody was starting to go to sleep. And something was telling me, just go outside for a little bit longer. So I decided to go outside for a little longer. So I went outside and I started just singing it for a while. Just to the nature, just to let them hear. While my brother my brother Matt the firekeeper was staring into the fire. <laughs> <laughs> and oh, as I was sitting outside in this cold weather just whistling, singing, I would look back every five minutes to him inside the house looking at the fire, just staring into the fire. And as I kept on walking, I would notice that the fire would get bigger and smaller, bigger and smaller, and he would do nothing to it. He was just staring. And I was just singing and whistling, tuning in, and it was about 3 a.m. now, and I'm like, it's cold. I'm going in something said just a little bit longer. And by that time, everybody's asleep. The fire's raging. He's keeping the fire going. I'm whistling. And all of a sudden, over the river, I see a white thing pop up. Hunched. Glowing eyes, white face, and another one. Another white face being. It was about 3.30 in the morning. And and until this day, I still don't know what they were. But I do know the reason they came out was the serenity and the peace that was there. And they knew that we were family. So we are all one in this big, big, big world of beings. And we are the human race. And there are many other beings. And we've seen UFOs. I'm here to say we've seen beings. Um, Y'all got to get out the matrix now. Yes. (laughs) It's time to, to, you know, detach. Mm-hmm. You're right. The night before, me, it was me, you, and Elohim, and we seen. I, like I said, I'm, there's no other way I can explain the the size of that it, family. Like oh, you seen Battlestar Galactica? Oh, yes. <laughs> Tell them. You see, small ships used to fly. They fly into the big ship or Star Trek or Star Wars for that matter, like. I don't know what the name of that like what that, God damn I can't even find the words to explain the magnitude of this shit. You know what I'm saying? It was huge. It was so huge. We seen it was over the at all bottom times, of the belly of it. Yeah, the belly of we was underneath the belly of it and you just seen all of the lights like it's just a command center. You feel the family was not high as a kite. <laughs> <laughs> I want to stress like it's what we saw. Mm-hmm. This is our testimony. This is what we was who we saw. Well, we, day. What we're trying to say is, if you come, they will show. 
This is not fake. This is not fraud. This is not a show. They are here. Yeah. I'm talking about we are seeing lights, which you would call stars, going from side to side, turning blue, red, yellow, changing colors, moving up and down. Yeah. Being trapped in the matrix is very hard to understand what we're talking about. This is a yeah. this is a whole other reality removed. You feel me? But there is something on the side, and you don't got to die to get there. You just have to remove right. yourself from the low the low altitude matrix. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Where they are creating your reality, and they yes. spraying and chemtrailing you. And they, they, they're blogging you down with everything else, but when you get at these high altitudes and it's only the stars, mm. and mm-hmm. you know, you have allies in this universe. There's something here that's yes. on your side yes. that wants you with. Yes. You have to rise up to the occasion. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and we can take all of that stuff out of it and still nature alone. You owe it to yourself. The hills, the mountains, exactly. the air, the water alone, you owe it to yourself. Feel me? The crystals. Yes. Owe it to yes. yourself. Not to mention, we found so many crystals. They're waiting for you <laughs> in the mountain. Okay. And then you were also there, you know, the, the the first day or the second day, for that matter, when the brother was talking about when we were doing the meditation on the top of the mountain looking at Shasta, you know, we were able to, real time, not in our mind, family, like literally, change the, we tapped into the sun, we tapped into the mountain, yes. come on with nature, time, like the distance, that stuff don't matter, that's not real. Of ley lines, like once you tap in, you're in. Yep. Yep. Exactly. Now, Neo tapped into numbers and everything, like that's nature. Mm -hmm. I just wanted to um, also, if you can. You know, speak about the teepee ceremony. You know what I'm saying? What did it mean to you? What did you get out of sitting with the indigenous elders and seeing a new way? You, know I mean? you fit in that ceremony quite quite perfectly, bro. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, I actually sat right next to the chiefs during the ceremony, and they got to explain a lot to me while being in there and... The whole ceremony taking place, you know, for 12 hours, when most people are willing to go to church for two hours and yet really pray for five minutes, that alone (laughs) impacted me deeply. Right. You know, to hear people call and cry out to God for multiple hours for something means a lot, you know? And, and so yeah. the, the, the yeah. whole ceremony and the actual 
learning the way that your ancestors does stuff, not the Christian way of doing mm-hmm. things or mm-hmm. the, the Islamic way of doing things that we've been told and we've been taught, but not seeing people doing it the way that their grandfathers and grandparents indigenously have done it was, mm-hmm. it wasn't just shocking, but it felt right. right. You know, doing it, being That's there, right. and then explaining the process of it, not you going out in the church, sitting comfortably on a pupit mm-hmm. with air condition, mm-hmm. <laughs> but being on your knees mm-hmm. for hours, the pain, being in the cold, yeah. being miserable, <laughs> and, and still trying to, to keep faith. Most yeah. of y'all don't understand that. You know? So that was just the, the top part of it. But once you really got down to the unison and understanding how we all come to one as one people and, and we send our voice up to the heavens, with yeah. the fire and, mm. and, and understanding And if you really understand the deepness of the spirit You understand that the spirit itself is fire So yeah. The burning of the fire going up And, 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 and the throwing on of the sage And, and, and the, your prayers going up with it Is quite Very very revealing Even in the bible it talks about how The bible and actually talks about how they were in the upper room and fire was on their head when they caught the Holy Spirit because the understanding of fire and spirit is one. So them understanding that they had a fire keeper, mm-hmm. one who had to keep the fire going at all times, and you mm-hmm. could not cross certain lines and the way that the circle was of it was crested with a half a moon and the representation of certain yeah. things had deep meaning to... You being a cosmic being, the earth being a cosmic place, and the heavens being a cosmic place. Mm. It was very, very deep. So there was (laughs) being there and finding out many things, knowing that my family has Native American roots and that more than 85% of black people are actually Native American Mm -hmm. was more than just us being there. You know, it was more of us learning of our true selves in depth. Mm-hmm. And it was it was overwhelming, <laughs> might I say. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. the experience of it and, and the learning of eating Grandpapa Peyote, which was the whole reason why we were there, and the cleansing of ourselves and actually dealing with the deeper the deeper feelings within ourselves and letting that mm-hmm. be revealed. Certain people threw up and got well. Certain people didn't, mm-hmm. but every single person there got healed. Yeah. Every single person mm-hmm. there got healed. And I think yeah. that was something that every single person could come out telling a story about how that changed their lives. Mm-hmm. From certain people having headaches being healed to certain people being healed of cancer and diseases. Mm-hmm. You got to understand that, you know, everybody went in there with certain ideas and left with a different mind of state or a different state of mind, what I say. So for me, that was the buildup. And at the end, a lot of people had testimonies. And there was a point in time that 
Sister Kamara asked everybody to stop and take a second and to recognize my mother, Cheryl Hancock. Mm-hmm. Yes. And mm-hmm. at that time, I felt, in which I believe everybody felt, her presence ascending there. Mm-hmm. And that alone was revelation for me for the fact that the day before I saw the video that told me to go there, she came to me in a dream. Right. And then that night, her presence came there again. <laughs> wow. That's beautiful. And and it's a way of saying that the ancestors are with us. Mm-hmm. You know, they've yes. been showing themselves all this time. They are here with us. We have to remember who we are and why we're here. Yes. And and I think this whole trip really got to touch a lot of people's hearts. I feel that our testimonies reached out to a lot of people, and a lot more people will come. And it's time to remember, not forget what we saw, what we experienced, to be a testimony mm-hmm. to the world to continue to bring back the true traditions and to fight for a real world, not a matrix world. Yeah. Yes. Beautiful. Yeah. Beautiful. I agree. Wonderful. Yeah. <laughs> That's how I feel. Beautiful. Absolute agreeance. <sighs> All right. Thank you. Thank you. Family wants to hold on. Uh, I got another caller. I'm a caller from the 310. 310 999s. All right. Let's see who this is. Dropping in on the line. Caller from the 310 This is Tamika. Hi, Tamika. Tamika. Hey, Tamika. <laughs> Oh, good. <laughs> oh, my God. oh my gosh! Like I really, really like I truly, truly miss all you guys. Like I can't wait to see everybody again and just like give everybody a big hug. Like I really miss you guys. Like, like I know. I know. <laughs> but um, yeah. So my testimony is um. I saw Blue Pills post, and when I saw it, I saw it kind of late. I was like, ooh, this is like in two weeks. Like, I don't think I got, got a G like that. But um, I talked to Kamora, and, man, when I talked to her on the phone, it was just all love. Like, I just felt like it was a family member I hadn't seen in a long time. So I was like, ooh, I was like, I got to go. So, you know, we had a conversation, and she told me about, you know, all the different um, events that we would be doing. And so, um, one of the events might be too much information, but she was like, oh, yeah, she was like, you know, oh, the sweat lodge. She was like, you know, you can't be on your cycle. If you're on your cycle, you can't do that one. So, I was like, oh, for sure. I was like, because I don't start the fifth anyway, so everything going to be all good. And I swear, 24 hours later, after I got off the phone with her, I had a little cramp. I was like, hey, this about us. <laughs> <laughs> I was 
dancing every day, every day. I was like, damn, am I going to make it? Am I going to make it? And I was like, well, damn. I was like, she did say it's going to be another one in spring. So I was like, spring sounding real good right about now. So up until the day before, I literally was going to call her and cancel and be like, man, can you just roll that over to the springtime? Like, I'm not going to make it. And um, I had missed her call, and I saw she had left a message, and I listened to her message, and I heard her voice again. I was like, man, I was like, man, I'm going. Like, I'm going. So I didn't call her, and I ended up there, and I met everyone. So um, <laughs> while there, oh, let me skip to the Caucasoid. So. We go to this crystal store. <laughs> go to this crystal store. I'm in there for like forever and a day. Like everybody done left. They done went around the corner. They on to the next crystal store. I'm being in there super picky. So um, I picked up, you know, different crystals or whatever. So when I get there to check out, um, this one lady, she was giving me um, a paper on one of my crystals. And she was, um, while she was getting the paper, so I'm standing there waiting for her, and then she just stopped and was just, like, staring at me. And she was like, she was like, you're so pure. And I was like, um, okay, I didn't say nothing. I was just looking back at it. And she was like, you're just so full of joy and love. And I was like, "Mm, okay, like, you know. And so I've had, I've had people tell me I had good energy before, blah, blah, blah. But I've never, ever had someone start calling people over to come feel my energy. Mm. So she's calling people. Wow. like, yo, Susan, like, come, come stand in front of her. <laughs> and I was just like, wait, what? Come stand in front of like, what? Mm-hmm. Come stand in front of me. So the chick comes, she comes, and at this point, now I'm kind of like, wait, hold up. Like, I felt like she was absorbing my energy. Mm-hmm. And so um, at this point, I'm like, uh, will Cosmo say, check, please? Like, I'm, I'm ready to go. Like, Aunt Cassie, y'all, like, let's, let's go. But then she called somebody else, and she was like, you know, yo, Becky, like, you know, come come stand right here. Come stand right here. Come stand in front of her. Mm-hmm. And she was mm-hmm. like, oh, I, I don't have to because I felt her energy as soon as she came to the door. And I was oh. like, whoa, like, y'all feel me like that? Like, and I'm like, why don't I feel myself like that? Like, why don't I? Because <laughs> they're around, but okay, y'all feel it. So, um, but I took... What they said, I'm like, okay, well, I kind of get this a lot, but not to the point where other people was telling people to come stand in front of me to feel it or see my aura, whatever they was doing. So um, when I went to the ceremony, I I chose to use that energy that they were seeing or feeling, and I chose to um, put my hands in the soil and, like, envisioning myself, like, pouring all that love to the earth. Mm. So if I wasn't doing that, if I didn't have my hands in the soil, I had my hands on my golden lemurians. I had bought some golden lemurians that day. And I don't know if you guys are familiar with the properties of the um, golden lemurian, but it's a lot of properties, but, you know, it's like unity and like the balance of the spiritual and, you know, your physical self. So I was Mm. just like 
rubbing on them. Because originally when I went to the peyote, I'm not going to lie, I was I was originally going to go in there thinking about trying to manifest something for myself. But <laughs> when I saw that, you know, the topic was standing right, then that's what I chose to focus on. So mm-hmm. um, I used my energy towards that, and it just seemed like it, uh, it did something. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. When we got back, I was like, "Oh, they stopped it, <laughs> <laughs> right?" Yeah. But um, yeah, everybody just—it felt like family. I mean, from day one at the airport, meeting Miss Dorothy and Yolanda, it was just <laughs> man, it's just all love from day one. No hiccups. Yeah. You know. What the scratching my head because Dorothy was like, she had convinced Yolanda to come with her. And I was like, well, so what, Yolanda? A young daughter was? I was like, damn. Because <laughs> 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 y'all was out there, so you know what I mean? It looked like it was just one thing. That's how yeah. close y'all look to one another. Oh, yeah. yeah, I mean, yeah, that's how I feel like I gained the mother. I mean, Dorothy, she my, she my mom now. That's <laughs> Mine too. <laughs> I had three children when I got there, and now I have a host of children, grandchildren, sisters. It was it's just awesome. Hey. Awesome. I didn't know you was on the phone. Hey, Dorothy. Yes. <laughs> Yeah, well, he invited me to stay, so I wanted to stay and just say hi to everybody because I really, I really miss that. Man, yeah. Yeah. I'm constantly doing shout outs to my foster family. <laughs> constantly. I'm hoping somebody will shout me back out. I'm like, no, oh, that's okay. I'm shouting you guys out, letting you know I still love you. I love you, love you, love you. <laughs> We love you. Love you. Oh, wait. Oh, everybody's still on here. I'm late. That's a Boston. I heard Boston voice. You're Derek's still on the phone. I gotta get your number. (laughs) (laughs) But it's all good. It is. I think think Devon want to say something to you before we wrap it. Oh, Devon. Come on, let's go. Devon. What up? What up? Hi, great, 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 great. <laughs> the, the, uh, the great nation. The great nation yes. has spoke. Nah. Yes. <laughs> I can't believe y'all, yeah. on, y'all on the internet. Y'all still sound like y'all still right here. Like, I'm tripping. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'm right there. I'm just here. 
But everything, right. my spirit is there. I just went to the vineyard, so I drank a little wine, so I'm feeling a little good right now. So, Kamara, she knocked out. She couldn't even hang. She was like, oh, this wine is strong. <laughs> oh, <no. laughs> I'm like, damn. One glass, she knocked out. Oh, no. <laughs> so, y'all got to come up here and drink with me. And shit, cause it ain't nobody else up here. Me, me and Paul, you know, I'm we went to the, um, well, <laughs> Went to Well Springs last night and Paul almost passed out like Matthew and shit. I had to um give him some little incentive. I look at the white people, man. They feeling that water, bro. We gotta hold fast, bro. <laughs> but nah, it was fun. I can't remember it, y'all. We saw more black people that came off the spaceship. They don't want to talk to us. They ain't want to talk again. It was sort of sad, but the white folks were tuned in again. You know how it is. Okay. <laughs> yeah. But y'all miss y'all. It's great to hear y'all on cyberspace. And like I said, oh, yeah. you know, whenever y'all want to come back up, the, the invitation is there. I just feel like we made a connection that, you know, is bigger than just, the, you know, our physical families. I Y'all spirit family, and I, I really meant that. So you know, y'all welcome to come up anytime. Both of the brothers gave an account sure. of you know. Well, we'll driving oh yeah, so yeah, the brothers was on point. Um, it was crazy because, I mean, I told them I was like, um, where we was at is a special area, which is the Klamath River, and I was sort of giving them the sound bite about. During the nighttime, you know, usually it's so many curves, and normally you can't really see what's going on. But in this particular instance, we was sort of talking about all the things that was happening at the peyote sit, anticipating everybody waiting for us. Felt like we were showing up mm. to the dance late, but we sort of knew everything was in divine order and everything was, you know, perfect. And as soon as we started talking about the mothership, we got to this exit, this little area that's sort of close to um, getting back on the highway because we was, we was, you know, yeah, Dom, which yeah. he lives in the trenches. He's in the trenches. So I was telling them, like, yes, this is a unique area. And all I can say is we saw, like, 14 bright lights, and I was, like, making sure that I wasn't hallucinating because I'm like, maybe I'm just driving and I'm seeing this in the peripheral vision, but – Everything that I saw was confirmed by the two brothers. So, of course, we were oh. super stoked. Like, let's jump out of the car. So, when you see something that's a phenomenon, of course, you're going to deny it at first. But when you got other people to bear witness to it, that's when you know that, you know, it's real. So, I'm glad yeah, that they yeah. saw it with me because, like I said, I didn't want to. Yeah. Say I was hallucinating, yeah. but we definitely saw it, you know? Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. You know me. I always say I don't be telling y'all none of my experiences if I don't have no witnesses because y'all ain't going to put me in the Kanye house. So, you right underneath the main Battlestar mothership as well. Oh, yeah. So, I, I mean, with me, I'm a person that I've always knew it was motherships and it's it's a lot of cool stuff that happens in Shasta because 
we you know it's just cool like that but because i think like we all showed up i felt like they was tuning in to us to be like yeah. shit this greatness we got to feel a little bit of it you know and that's what i could just mm-hmm. say through right. the testimonies yeah. of what represent and they felt that energy because the same way we was open to receive that message they was open yeah. to show us that they was present and that's sort of what yeah. I can definitely say that Paul and all the other brothers and everybody who did see these ships, they really mm-hmm. tune into our energy because it's a special it's a special frequency there and it's a unique unique area. It's close to the earth. And you know, when you root it, you know, they always say most most beings is gonna try to be close to the earth than far from the earth. So that's why I was like when we were seeing them, it was like we could touch, we could touch these ships, or we could touch these, you know, vortexes. And I felt like it was, you know, that's what the paradigm was showing, and that's what we was projecting because we were super open and we weren't scared to deal with the mystery. Because some people believe that the mystery is the spook, but we know the mystery is just our blackness. So I felt like popping off of, and um, I felt like that's what we was tapping into. And it made it even more stronger with our meditation at the peyote sit when we went to the Stuart Strings, when y'all went to the mm-hmm. Crystal Um spot. Mm-hmm. It it just made sense because everybody who saw us knew that the light was present. And that's what that mothership and those ships were saying mm-hmm. when we saw them. So that's just a great confirmation to let y'all know y'all yeah. supposed to be present and y'all was there for a reason. You know, that's what I wanted to yeah. share with y'all. Yes. So, family, if you're listening and you want to participate, we are definitely going to be gearing up for another um, retreat in late March. There'll be another one in April as well. You can send your inquiries to info at shastamedicine.com. All right. S H A S T A, Shasta. ShastaMedicine.com is where you can send your inquiries and um, somebody will contact you very shortly. All the information will be back up on the site um, very soon in a day or two. But in the meantime, you can send your inquiries to info at ShastaMedicine.com. And for the family, y'all, we cannot wait again. You know, we can't wait. You know what I'm saying? Sounds great. And I, you know, I'm short on words, man, because your testimonials have have said it all, and I'm just elated, reminded about participating in this experience, and um, you know, just so thankful, man. Just, just, it's really about it's about us. You know what I'm saying? It's about the totality yeah. of the family and the family's experience. These are the things, like yeah. I said, mm-hmm. you can't, with a million dollars, you can't buy it. You know what I'm saying? With, with, the, with the finest packaging in the world, you can't package it. You know what I'm saying? It's, you can't prepare for it. You just have to experience it. You got to be. It's in the moment. These are the, the rewards you take with you, you know, to wherever you're going. You feel me? Yeah. These are the things that yeah. will put eternal smiles on, on the face. These are the things that open up your mind to so many different corridors of, of, of 
you know, possibilities and, and they make life worth living. You feel me? Yeah. And even when you go back yeah. into the matrix, you still have something you're anchored in reality. You can always play this episode back. You can always remind yourself, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. That there is more, there's something else. It's not that lie. Do away with the lie we don't need, we don't want it. And let's work on mm-hmm. you know, preparing ourselves to return back into the bosom of Mother Nature where we're most comfortable, most received, most respected, you know what I'm saying? And we most anticipated to return to because, you know, there's a lot of work to be done to prepare the way for hundreds, if not thousands of others. You know what I mean? If if our families could have migrated from the South just to go get a motherfucking job in in, in factory mills all over this country Mm -hmm. in the 30s, 40s, 50s, and the 60s, then we, with our testimonials and our experiences, me as well that it's time to come back up here where you know this shit the, the land is literally gold. Yeah. So why wouldn't they? Yes. Yeah. Get it. Trying to. We know yeah. what needs to be done, and I'm, I'm honored to be on this mission with you know what I'm saying able-bodied individuals that I have full faith in. You know, we're family. Whenever you need us, you know, we got us. You know what I'm saying? All we got is us. Yes. You know what I'm saying? Right. Open it up and extend that. Yeah. Yeah. So I think that, that's it, y'all. I don't have nobody else in the call queue with their hands up. I will ask one more time if there's anyone else on the line that participated in the retreat and you have a testimonial, you can press one and I'll open up your line for some other family in the building earlier, but I don't see them in the building anymore. If we got to do a part three, God damn it, we'll do it. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> this thing is governed by higher forces, so I think this is a complete compacted so. Part two episode. I don't think you could fit nothing else in this can. We're gonna bottle it up. You know what I'm saying? And 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 it's it's a preserve. It's a can, so it's it's good to go. And cool. I love you all. Thank you so much. Well, you too. Experience, you too, experience. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. It's been wonderful, and I love all of my children. So love you too. Years. <laughs> love all of y'all. Love y'all. Love y'all. Peace and love. Peace, everybody. Love you. Love you Can't too. Can't wait to see you guys again. Can't wait to see you guys again. That's just real. All right. Drop the bomb for us. Call it. <laughs> To the next episode, y'all. Peace. Peace. Peace.